This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean News headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Mexican president threatens to boycott Summit of the Americas. Iran's president says oil exports have doubled since August. U.S. vows to redouble efforts for global response vaccination ahead of second COVID-19 summit. Haitian gang leaders charged in kidnapping of U.S. missionaries. Barbados government and IMF team discuss seven extended fund facility review and Caribbean immigrant makes history as next U.S. White House press secretary. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, May 11th. We start a report today in Mexico. Bahamanews.net via Voice of America reports that on Tuesday, Mexican President Andres Manuel López Abrador said he will not attend the Summit of the Americas next month in Los Angeles if the U.S. President Biden's administration excludes Cuba, Nicaragua, and Venezuela. If they exclude, if not all are invited, a representative of the Mexican government is going to go, but I would not, Lopez Abrador said. In his place, Mexico's Foreign Affairs Secretary Marcelo Ebrard would attend. Lopez Abrador, who just returned from a visit to Cuba, has been saying for weeks that no one should be excluded from the summit. Last month, U.S. Assistant Secretary of State for the Western Hemisphere Affairs, Brian Nicholas, said it was unlikely the three countries would be invited. Migration at the U.S.-Mexico border is expected to be a hot topic at the summit, so Lopez Abrador's present could be significant. Mexico is not the only country considering a boycott of the summit, as leaders from several Caribbean countries have threatened to stay home if the U.S. invited Venezuela's opposition leader Juan Guario, whom the U.S. recognizes as the official leader of the oil-rich country. Antigua and Barbuda's Prime Minister Gaston Brown said, We do not believe in the policy of ostracizing Cuba and Venezuela. We do not recognize Juan Guario as president of Venezuela. In those circumstances, Antigua and Barbuda will not participate. When the United States hosts the Summit of the Americas, President Joe Biden said in March, Our goal is to sign a regional declaration on migration and protection in June in Los Angeles, as Colombian President Ivan Duque was visiting the White House. MyView News reports that Iran's president said on Monday that Iran is exporting twice as much oil as when he took office in August, despite heavy sanctions on oil exports imposed by the United States. Ibrahim Raisi made the statement in a live interview on state-run TV. Oil sales have doubled, he said. Rassi's remarks came as international markets are seeking alternatives to Russian crude following Moscow's invasion of Ukraine and subsequent Western sanctions. Iran's crude, with a similar composition to Russia's grade, compete in the oil market. As a result of the war and supply concerns, oil prices have surged to multi-year highs. The oil windfall has been a boon for Iran's public finances. Iran says it's now selling billions of dollars more crude than previously despite the American sanctions. The Central Bank of Iran issued statistics at the start of February, suggesting it made 
18.6 billion in oil sales in the first half of the Persian year, as opposed to 8.5 billion the same period last year, according to the state-run Iran paper. According to the report, much of the oil is believed to be headed to China. Bahamanews.net via Asian News International reports that on May 12, world leaders will gather to consider crucial next steps in the global COVID-19 response at the second COVID-19 summit, which will be held virtually. The co-hosts for the second global COVID-19 summit are the United States, Belize, Germany, Indonesia, and Senegal, which are bringing together governments from across the globe to make concrete commitments to vaccinate the world, save lives now, and build better health security. U.S. President Biden and fellow heads of state from the co-host nations will kick off the summit with remarks on how fighting COVID-19 must remain an international priority. The United States has vowed to redouble its efforts efforts for global response. The summit will focus on four key objectives, recommitting intensity to global response, vaccinating the world, protecting the most vulnerable, and preventing future catastrophes. Other countries to participate in the virtual summit are South Africa, Canada, Japan, India, Colombia, Republic of Korea, Italy, New Zealand, European Commission, Spain, Nigeria, Norway, Palua, Tanzania, and Rwanda. International and regional organizations will participate, such as the World Health Organization, World Bank Group, the World Trade Organization, the African Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and the Caribbean Public Health Agency, the statement said. HaitiNews.net via Voice of America reports that federal prosecutors in the United States have charged the leader of a notorious violent Haitian gang with conspiracy to commit hostage-taking for his alleged role in the kidnapping of 16 Americans last year. Jolly Germain, 29, also known as Yan Yan, is accused of leading the 400 Mawazo gang in connection with the kidnapping of U.S. missionaries last fall. He was extradited to the United States last week and faces separate charges in a firearm trafficking case, prosecutors said. U.S. prosecutors said Germain was in a Haitian prison during the kidnapping, but had direct and asserted control of 400 Mwuzo gang members' kidnapping operations, including ransom negotiations for the hostages released. A total of 17 people from the missionary group, 12 adults and 5 minors, were abducted October 16, shortly after visiting an orphanage. The group included 16 Americans and one Canadian. Their captors from the 400 Muwazu gang initially demanded millions of dollars in ransom. Five other captives were freed. It is still unclear if any ransom was paid. The 12 hostages who escaped were flown to Florida on a U.S. Coast Guard flight and later reunited with the five hostages that were released earlier. Barbados Today reports that an international monetary fund team is visiting Barbados for the seven extended fund facility review. Barbados's Minister of Finance and Economic Affairs, Ryan Strawn, along with other government officials, met with the IMF on Monday to provide an update on the island's performance despite threats 
from external sources. Acknowledging that adjustments had to be made to the extended fund facility due to the COVID-19 pandemic, Minister Strawn insisted that the Barbados government was still very committed to seeing the reform efforts through. Based on the agreed targets on both sides, Mr. Strawn said he is confident that the pandemic and the crisis in Ukraine, as they rage on, the execution of the government's capital works program and private sector investments coming on stream will provide a much-needed boost to the economy. The Prime Minister is a very strong advocate with respect to finding a different trajectory to the debt that has accumulated specifically for COVID-19. We continue to make those arguments with all the multilateral institutions. We believe that in order for us to be able to respond to climate adaptations and other issues, you will need to ensure that the appropriate fiscal space is available so as not to inhibit the normal development trajectory of the country, the minister insisted. The IMS mission chief for Barbados, Bert Van Selm, said that the team was delighted to be back in Barbados after more than two years of meeting virtually. Mr. Van Selm used the opportunity to inform the meeting of the proposed visit by the IMS managing director next month to Barbados to give Barbados's its assessment. Van Selm said the managing director's planned mid-June visit is a great opportunity to highlight and celebrate the success of four years of economic reforms. Van Salem noted that with the global increases, especially in fuel prices, there would be discussions on the macro framework and what other policies would be put in place to shield the populace. While on island, the IMF mission chief will receive updates on Barbados' renewable energy thrust, engage in talks with government and private sector on a range of issues, including renewable energy, the financial sector, and the NIS. On Friday, May 13, Prime Minister Mia Motley is expected to participate in the wrap-up meeting. And finally, St. Martin Island Times reports that a black Caribbean-born immigrant has been named as the next U.S. White House press secretary by President Joe Biden. The Martinique-born Haitian root former deputy press secretary, political campaign organizer, activist, political commentator, author, and lecturer in international and public affairs at Columbia University, Karine Jean-Pierre, will be the principal deputy press secretary as of later this month. She will replace Jen Psaki in the post. Psaki is set to depart the White House on May 13. The president announced Jean-Pierre will also serve as an assistant to the president. President Biden said Kareem not only brings the experience, talent, and integrity needed for this difficult job, but she will continue to lead the way in communicating about the work of the Biden-Harris administration on behalf of the American people. The proud gay immigrant who previously serve as Chief Public Affairs Officer for MoveOnTheGo.org also served as the Chief of Staff to then Democratic Vice Presidential Candidate and now Vice President Senator Kamala Harris, whose roots also extend to the Caribbean through her Jamaican father. Jean-Pierre was raised in Queens, New York by Haitian immigrant parents and received her MPA from the School of International and Public Affairs, Columbia University, in 2003. She later joined the Columbia University faculty 
faculty in 2014, where she is a lecturer in international and public affairs. Jean-Pierre lives in Washington, D.C. area with her partner, CNN correspondent Susan Malveaux and their daughter. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, May 11th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news.